The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is going on? What a do, boo. So happy you're here with me. Thank you so much for keeping me company. I really feel like we should stop calling these car smart additions, lifer updates. We should just call it keep me company. Keep me company content. That's what this is. Keep me company. So I've got so much to tell you. Okay, so first of all, Brett and I, we've never been apart for as long as we've been apart right now. So let's see. Last time I saw him was last Thursday. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, so it'll be like six days apart. (laughs) And if you're wondering if I just counted on my fingers, I did. What's the big deal? It's math. Yeah, we've never been apart that many days. And he is an extrovert. I'm an introvert. The first part of our time apart, I was with Sierra in New York and Warren. So I was with someone at all times. And then I flew to Chicago and I saw Brett for one night. And then I flew home to Miami and Jess is there. And then my girlfriend Monica flew into town and she stayed with me for three days. So the entire time I've been with someone until really yesterday. And I just have to say, I really like some alone time. What was interesting though, is Brett's experience was the exact opposite. So he was by himself in Miami. And if you are an extrovert, remember there's, I guess it depends on how you define it, but like I define an extrovert as someone who gets energy from being around people and really doesn't need a lot of alone time. I am an introvert. I can get energy being around people, but I get a lot more energy, a lot more energy just hanging out with yours truly. Just me, me by myself. Like nothing charges my battery like alone time. And when I say alone time, I mean like, I I don't even wanna know that there's like somebody in my neighbor's home. Like the more isolated I am, the better. And it's just so fun. It's delicious to be by yourself. It's just, oh, you can just like get into all like the little things that you find interesting and all your little YouTube videos and podcasts. And I was doing all these, I did all my deep dives on, I'm continuing to do the deep dive on the Hollis's. So, oh my goodness, we have had so many people join Patreon for this deep, this Dave and Rachel Hollis deep dive. And I really feel like I probably shot myself in the foot because first of all, I'm working on the fifth episode right now. And people are like, make it a 20 part series. It's so much work with a capital W. Like it is an insane amount of work. And the whole thing with Patreon is that It's always just been me like telling stories, me like, you know, it's just like kind of more personal stuff. It's not highly produced at all. But this whole situation is taking so 
many more hours and so much time and then you got to like fact check things and I'm double checking and I, I hired someone to help me at first do the research and that just it just wasn't helping because it was all things I knew and then I, I just still need to verify that some of it was true and then there's so much of in the story that you won't find anywhere it's like kind of my own personal take on things and because Brett and I are kind of in similar industries and similar experience etc that's a lot of the what I'm telling the stories about anyways I feel like I've really like I don't know I don't know I, and then now I've got friends who are listening to it and who never listen to my patreon and they're like it's so good are you gonna do more of these I'm like I don't think so I don't look it's just such a perfect hard to explain situation why it was like it feels like an, a sociology review it feels like a psychological profile it's and so I don't know if I would do other ones but I really just feel like I've backed myself into a corner now because I can't just stop and there's so many more details so who knows? I just take it one day at a time. We'll figure it out as we go. That's what we always do. But anyways, back to Brett. So he's been, you know, he was by himself and I was with people. So we were both in situations where it doesn't bring out the best in us. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I'm good with people, but like I went too many days where it was just like constant, constant, you know, having to be around people. And he went too many days where he was constant, constant, no people around. And so we weren't, neither of us were really like our best. And then we were also apart. And it just kind of got a little awkward between us, which is strange. Where I know that we're misinterpreting each other's texts and we're both getting like kind of annoyed with each other. And I don't want to say fighting, but like, I, I'm, then I was like, I don't want to say we're fighting, but I just felt kind of like, wait, are you just like picking a fight to get my attention because we're apart or because I'm with people and I can't really give the people that I'm with my full attention right now. And so I feel like shit because I'm trying to respond to whatever this is that we're doing that. Why are we doing this? Like, I don't know if you've ever had that, but then now it's shifted. Now Brett, Brett is in. This is interesting. I'm just kind of realizing this. Now, Brett is in California and he's, you know, visiting his dad and his mom and taking care of some loose ends down there for us. And I'm by myself. So now Brett's around people and I'm by myself. So now we're back into like our ideal states and now we're like good with each other again. Isn't that weird? Very interesting. It's very, you know. You have to pay attention to what gives you energy and what sucks your energy. It is important. By the way, one of the things that we talked about during the energy reset is the importance of collagen. And I know you guys are always asking like which brands I use. So I prefer an unflavored collagen so that I can mix it with my waters. Like, you know, I don't like taking a bajillion pills or supplements in the morning or at night. So I try to find as many supplements as I can that come in a powdered form that I can mix them with my water. It helps me increase the amount of water that I drink per day. I actually look forward to it. And one of the easiest things to do is to mix collagen powder in with my water. So 
I use Organifi Pure and Organifi Immunity. Those both have a citrus flavor. Like the Pure is kind of lemon flavored. The Immunity is kind of orange flavored. And then why not just add collagen to that? So it's almost, you know, you don't, you don't taste it. And I get my collagen from Organifi as well. Again, it's completely unflavored, so it's a wonderful way to help you build healthier hair, stronger nails, better skin. It does really improve your skin quality, I swear by it. And it's one of the most abundant proteins in our body. It's everywhere. You need protein, you need collagen for your blood vessels, your muscles. It's what gives your skin texture. It's what makes your hair strong. So why not add, you should be adding, ladies, you need to be adding collagen for sure as a supplement. And I highly recommend the collagen from Organifi. And what's great is you're already probably getting the Organifi Pure and Immunity. So add the collagen. You get 20% off when you go to Organifi. I'm going to spell it O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shalene. Use code Shalene for 20% off. Again, Organifi is spelled O-R-G-A- N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Shalene for 20% off. I definitely know what gives me energy. What gives me energy is everybody leave me alone in the morning. Okay. Are we ready? I'm going to tell you in case we have to spend some time together. Leave me alone in the morning. I like to wake up slowly. I like to have my cup of coffee. And I like to zone out on something that I'm usually doing a deep dive or some research on or, or just sometimes it's just a podcast I want to listen to or, or sometimes it's just a YouTube I want to watch. And I really don't want anyone to talk to me. I just want to be in my own little world, please. Thank you. And, that, and I want to take my time washing my face, putting on my makeup, listening to my YouTube, watching my podcast, or watching my YouTube, listening to a podcast, whatever, and then put my little makeup on. And I like to organize my little space. And then I want to go work out. Now, if I can't exercise and I don't get any time alone in the morning, I'll be fine. But it's not my highest source of energy, right? And then, and then, even when I exercise, I don't want a bajillion text messages and questions. And so my team is pretty great about that. And I have to tell you, moving to Florida... It's been fantastic because we're three hours ahead of not everybody, but a lot of my team is on uh, Pacific Standard Time. So that allows me to, oh my God, I can't even tell you. My workouts have been so much better because even though I usually I put my phone on do not disturb, if I'm on the way to the gym and I know that there's some kind of a problem, there's some kind of an issue, there's... I start getting messages and then, then I can't really get a good workout. It's hard to focus, hard to think. And so lately I've just been like really just putting my phone on airplane mode and listening to music. I, I don't listen to a podcast when I'm working out because I really need to zone out. I like, I like the music. Sometimes I will, but I usually like the music. I know a lot of you guys are like, wait, I'm working out right now. I'm listening to you, Shaleen. And then the other thing that really helps me with, you know, having good energy is again, I need some alone time, which was difficult when we were traveling through Europe because we were in such small quarters typically that we just we just couldn't ha- get any alone time. So then I got really used to being with Brett 24, 24, 24, 7, which is a good thing. I love being with my husband. I really do. And in fact, we've got super duper used to it. And Brett said yesterday to me, he's like, well, I know this for a fact. I know that I don't like being away from you more than three days. 
I'm like, that is so cute. He's like, we're not doing that. No, at this age, he said, I'm 54 years old and I know what I like. I like to be around you. I'm like, that's pretty cute. He left all these like cute, and I know you're going to be like, oh God, here she goes again. But he left all these cute little post-it notes in all my drawers. And can I turn down this way? Yeah. All my drawers and in my closet and little secret spots. And that was very thoughtful. I try to be thoughtful. Who's more thoughtful in your relationship? I want to be thoughtful. I forget to be thoughtful. So I have to like, thank God for my assistant, Jen. She helps me to be thoughtful because I put everything on my calendar, but then I freaking forget. But I will say, I am looking very much forward to seeing him tomorrow because I have been working my butt off while he was gone. So we did this energy reset. I don't know if you were a part of it. I hope you were. But if you were and you tried to get on the call live tonight, because I just finished it, I am so sorry if you weren't able to get on live. We messed up. So we had like 40,000 people sign up for this reset. And tonight was like the wrap up call. So I'm not expecting like, you know, I'm not even expecting like 20,000 people to show up on the wrap up call. It's just how things go. Like, and typically, you know, you have people that sign up and they don't, just don't do anything with it. And then, then there's, you know, you just, you're not expecting anything close to that in terms of show, showing up for the wrap up call, but I'm expecting a good number of people. And I told my team, I really like seeing faces. I want to see their faces. It's so weird to just like talk to the screen, especially like when I can see the faces, I know how old you are. I know that, you know, you know what I mean? Like I, I can see all the women's faces and it's just, it's just, it gives you, again, it gives me energy. That gives me energy. If you're just talking to a screen, you just see names and no faces different. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I really, really, really would like to see faces. So my team was like, okay. And so they shifted it over. Uh-oh, I can't turn that way. Or they switched it. They switched the Zoom from whatever, like a meeting to a webinar. And in making that switch, I didn't realize me asking to see everyone's faces and us shifting it to, I forget. I forget which one it was. Whatever it was, we changed it to only allowed for a thousand people. And so I'm on this live training and I'm, my phone is like blowing up from, you know, friends or whoever that were like, I was trying to watch tonight. I can't get in. It only says it only takes a thousand. Then the second I got off on my Instagram, it's just like, like everyone's like, I, I'm so pissed. I tried to log on. I cleared my night. I wanted to wrap up. I think the main reason why people really wanted to be on the wrap up calls because they knew I was giving, I gave away two walking treadmills or what they're called walking pads you know the treadmills you put under your desk and we, we just gave away a ton of stuff anyways if you try to get on that I really do apologize we did send out the rebroadcast so I, I hope that that helped and I ordered myself a walking pad you know that's like, like the treadmill that you put you can put under a desk or whatever and I'm I've actually ordered three of them because I'm going to do a review and I'm going to figure out which one is the best they're all pretty cheap. They're all like under 300 bucks. And if you think about like how much that can totally change your life, that's, that's pretty good. That's a pretty small investment for something that could change your life. And anyways, I know it's boring if I talk about work, but I can't help it for just a second. I have to tell you that I'm really freaking excited. So many of you have been saying like, how come you don't talk about one, three, one or phase it up? One, three, one is no longer one, three, one is a book I wrote and it's all very sound with the exception of changing your diet every four weeks. That 
science has been disproven. So I don't subscribe to that. Everything else in terms of phasing is important. However, new information has made it like perfectly apparent that when you change your diet and and how you phase your diet or whatever you want to call it, it's not the same for everybody. So it's not like a specific four weeks or six weeks. And so I don't feel comfortable recommending something to people that's like that people just don't need to do that. That's my one problem with the diet industry is like people, nutritionists, doctors, whoever, people who write their own diet plans, once there is evidence to support that that is maybe not the best route, people double, they still double down on it. It's like, it's like cognitive dissonance. It's like, well, yeah, I don't want la 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 la. I don't want to hear that because I wrote a diet book on that. So I'm not trying to hear that. But the fact of the matter is if you have better information, then you have to change your ways. And I would say that 99% of the content of the 131 book is, is still legitimate, but that one piece doesn't is not good advice. I don't think that people automatically need to change their diet like every six weeks or four weeks or three weeks or whatever. I think that you need to change your diet when what you're doing is doesn't work for you. And so anyways, we, we created this program called Phase It Up, and it's a program where you, we help people figure out what diet is best for them. And when I say diet, I mean like not going on a diet, but like a way of eating. Some people like to be plant-based. Some people, when they go plant-based, they feel like crap and they can't put on muscle and their hair starts to fall out. Some people like to be keto. Some people, when they go on keto, they gain weight and their hair falls out. Like there's no one way to eat for everybody. And I think figuring out what is best for you takes help. Like it's nice to have a guide, some guidance, a, a, a registered dietitian who's designed the program that can help you figure out like, okay, is this the best thing for me? And how should I do this? And what should my meals look like? And what, what should I be shopping for? And how do I know if I'm doing, like, if I want to be eating Mediterranean, what does that even mean? What does it truly mean to be eating keto? All those things. So anyways, we designed all these different, they're called phases, right? And you can do one phase for the rest of your life if it works for you. But if it stops working for you, which typically what happens is when we go through a new season in our lives, like usually related to hormones, right? You're perimenopausal or you're menopausal or you have PCOS or you're just like in a super crazy stressed out season, then you usually have to kind of change your food. A lot of people do this when they get like a health diagnosis. It's a good thing to do. And so we created Phase It Up for that reason. And it's been going great. But you haven't heard me talk about it for the last three years because we have been doing some things behind the scenes and some negotiating. And I am now able to put my fitness programs, when I say fitness programs, my strength workouts, not turbo, not Pio. I don't own those. Those are sold. And that's fine because I don't do turbo anymore. I sometimes do Pio but not often. And here's why. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to shoot straight with you. I am 55 years old. I don't have time for three workouts a day. I have time for two things maybe. So I walk and I lift weights. And what I'm going to do and phase it up is those two things. I'm going to help women figure out how to walk and I'm putting all these walking programs in there and strength training and not the stupid strength training where you're trying to be creative and do dumb things. I'm sorry. Don't get me on a soapbox right now, but like some of the stuff that's on fitness DVDs and streaming platforms, I'm like, that is so stupid. That is so pointless. Why are you wasting people's time? Like 
I'm not, no, I'm done with all BS. Done. And if that doesn't work for you, that's fine. This isn't for everybody. But I'm going to teach women how to lift heavy. Heavy weights. People are like, what does that mean? It means you need to get a lot freaking stronger and we have to stop messing around with these five pound weights and like, come on, you're, you're so much stronger than you think. And we need to get wherever you're at. We have to get you stronger than that because muscle is the answer to aging powerfully. We're not going to age like our grandmas did. We're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Nope, 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 nope. We're not wearing what they wore. We're not cutting our hair the way they cut their hair. We're not putting curlers in and we're not letting our bodies turn to mush. We don't need to. We have, we have, we know too much science. There's too much science about the way women's bodies can produce muscle. And so anyways, my bottom line is this, could I do boot camps and could I do cycling workouts and could I do, you know, hit training and all these different workouts on phase up? Yeah. But the bottom line is ladies over 40 really need to focus on two things, building more muscle and zone two cardio. Now, if you want to do some extra hit training because you love it, go for it. If you're really worried about your VO2 max, go, go for it. That's awesome. But I just, I, I want to specialize and I, I want to keep it super simple for my girls. I feel like, I don't know how you feel, but I personally feel like I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being told all the different things I need to do. I'm sick of being, having to go harder. I'm done with that. I'm, I, don't make me do one more burpee. Could I? Of course. Could I? Can I still jump really high? I can. Can I still do high impact? I can. I just don't, like my body, it's so hard to recover from that. So when Monica was here visiting, we met in a fitness class, a aerobics class. When I first moved to Southern California, I wasn't even married I was dating Brett. I wasn't even living with him. He was living with his parents. I was living in a tiny little apartment over a, what do you call it? Graveyard. Literally. It was the only place I could afford. That's why it was so cheap is because it was over a graveyard. It was in Lake Forest. And so I went and taught this aerobics, uh, actually went to audition to teach this aerobics class. And there was a bunch of girls there. And one of those girls was Monica. Monica Prado at the time. She's now Monica Gray. And so we met and I was 21 and she was, no, I was 22 and she was like 19. Yep. And I sure did take her out for her 21st birthday. Anyways, we met in an aerobics class. We did high impact aerobics. We did hip hop hustle. We did turbo kick. We, she was in a million of my videos. We did turbo fire. She's, and then on top of all of that and all the classes that we would teach and step aerobics and boot camp and all the things, we would also run together. And she was an insanely fast runner. So we often would run like six to 10 miles together regularly. And I could, when we ran together, we were never really running together. She was always like three or four feet ahead of me, which really pissed me off. Cause I was just, then you always had to go faster. You know what I'm saying? I was like, can you just slow down a little bit? So she was here and you know, she's perimenopausal too. And she's saying, is this because of perimenopause? I'm like, yes, yes. Welcome sister. This is what you're, that's, yes, that too is because you're perimenopausal. Anyways, I do zone two cardio every single day. So I'm like, all right, we're going for, we're, let's hit the road. We're going on our walk. She's a very fast walker. But anyways, we're on this walk and she said, can you, can you even believe how many miles, how many hours you and I ran and ran and ran? I'm like, I know, I know. And my feet always hurt. And I always had plantar fasciitis and I always felt broken 
from running. I never felt, I was never one of those people who felt like their body was meant to run. I always felt like this isn't natural. I mean, I would get to that place where you get the runner's high. I did love that. I did love running by myself in the woods or like on the trails behind my house in Laguna Hills. But most of the time, even if I loved while in that moment when I would get that runner's high, I always felt like my body was breaking apart the next day. I mean, I just think about all the high impact stuff that I did. And I remember watching like women older than me who were walking and who were really in great shape. And I remember thinking, oh God, please don't ever let me, don't ever let me go there. Like I'm going to be doing jumping jacks and, you know, air jacks and jump tucks when I'm 70. And you know what? I could. Don't tempt me. I could. But why would, why? So, okay. So then I'm scrolling through my phone and I'm looking at pictures and videos from 2020. I can't remember what I was looking at, but I ran across all these workout clips, you know, just me doing HIIT workouts in our gym or wherever and all the boxing workouts and all the kickboxing. And, you know, that was on hormone replacement therapy then. And so, cause sometimes people will say like, Oh, you've lost weight because of your hormone replacements. I'm like, no, no, I, I've been doing HRT since age 46. That kind of puts you in homeostasis. It brings your, your hormone levels back to baseline, hopefully. But it doesn't guarantee weight loss. You know that, right? It certainly is a great, what do you call it? Leveling of the playing field. It, I don't want to say it gives you an advantage, but it's, how do I describe it? Like if you're going to get a good job, it certainly helps to have a degree but it doesn't guarantee you're going to get a great job, right? So HRT does not guarantee weight loss, but it certainly makes it a lot easier once you apply the right lifestyle choices. Anyways, I'm looking back at all these workouts, all these workouts, and I have them like, you know, categorized in my phone. And I start noticing as I start doing less and less, I'm watching on the videos over the course of those like two years, I'm watching my body change. I'm watching my body get leaner. I'm watching, I I can see in some of the videos, like, you know, your body, like, and I, I can see rolls, even though I'm like certain things I'm wearing, I'm like trying to hide it. And I, I, of course I know my angles, but I'm like, I was just thicker through everywhere in my face everywhere. And I, yet I was doing so much freaking working out and I was really watching my calories and I was really watching my macros. I hired someone to like specifically be my macro coach, even though like I write nutrition plans. I've got a diet program. You know, I was just like, I just need someone to help keep me accountable. But you know, I really, what I think it is, it maybe it's different for everybody. But for me, what made the biggest difference is I had to get control of my cortisol. I had to get my stress down. And I think for me, for me, years and years of super hard, intense workouts and then believing in my head that that's the only thing that really counted as fitness, that that kept me at a level of stress that was just never going to go away, even though I didn't realize it. If you said, oh, are your high impact workouts stressful for you? I'd be like, no, that's a stress reliever. But that's the only thing, like major thing different I did that started to bring my cortisol down, you know, and then just being very intentional about my stress too. But anyways, Monica and I were talking about that and I'm like, 
you know, and she's, she does some really, really high, high, high intensity workouts. I'm like, what if you just walked? What if you just walked? You know, speaking of my fine hair. So if you have super fine hair, if you have hair that breaks easily, like even if you, you know, you color it or whatever, you should really protect your hair at night. Like I braid it. I put my hair in a braid at night and that makes a big difference. Like one of my girlfriends wears a, actually two of my girlfriends wear a sleep bonnet. I cannot wear a bonnet to sleep at night. I'm sorry. If you do, that's great. That's fine. But if my husband rolls over and he sees me in a bonnet, like Little House on the Prairie, I cannot. I cannot have this man looking at me the same way with a bonnet on. I can't do it. But I do still think about my hair at night. So like I use a silk pillowcase. It does make a huge difference. I mean, they say it really helps with your face and your skin for anti-aging too, but I am working on sleeping on my back. So if you're sleeping on like a cotton pillowcase or whatever, it really thrashes your hair and your skin, especially if you're not someone who sleeps on their back. So the one that I use is by Blissey and they are actually a sponsor of the show. So I'll look up my code. I, I know I have a code for them too, but anyways, it really does help with your hair and your skin. It makes a huge difference. Like the last two nights, I did not braid my hair, but thankfully I I was sleeping on my silk pillowcase and it it just, it makes a huge difference. Plus, you know, they're hyperallergenic, they're cooler. So if you are a hot flash gal, (laughs) keeping things cool at night is a big deal. The entire pillow stays cool when you use one of these silk pillowcases. So I highly, highly, highly recommend getting a Blissey a blissy. They're, they're the best. I've seen other ones. In fact, I've been given them at for gifts before the cheap imitations. Don't do that. Get a blissy one. Okay. Let me look up my code. Hold on. I know I have a code because they've sponsored the show. Okay, here we go. It's blissy, B-L-I-S-S-Y.com forward slash Shalene. That gets you 30% off. That's a huge discount. Go get yourself a silk pillowcase. I mean, they have robes and sleepwear and other things like eye masks too, but if you do nothing else, get yourself a silk pillowcase. Blissy, B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com forward slash Shalene. And when you use code Shalene, you get an additional 30% off. By the way, guys love them too. So you might as well get two because you don't want to have two pillowcases that don't match. Yeah, so get two. You get 30% off both. Blissy.com forward slash Shalene. We really, truly, really underestimate how important it is for us to have friendships. Guys who are listening, I'm talking to you too. Like, I think after you get over age 40, you're just like, oh, I've got my friends. I don't need new friends. And, but the problem is you move away. You don't get to see each other. And then you're busy and different things. And then, and then you're, you're not seeing those same friends as much. And you're like over 40. So you're like, I don't really doesn't really make sense to go make new friends. Yes, it does. You, you need new friends. You need friends who are available to spend time with you in person. We all have friends who, you know, we connect with on the phone, we can do a zoom with them or whatever, but like you really need in-person girl time and guy time. Like I told Brett that too. I'm like, you know, when I left Miami or when I, yeah, when I left Miami and he was here, I'm like, you know, he went to like, a new friend's house for a Super Bowl party. And I'm like, that's really good. That is really, really, really good. That's a very important, honey. And I want you to do that. You, you need, and friends aren't just like things where you're like, eh, if I meet someone, like you have to work at it and then you have to put the effort in and then you have to sometimes be the person who's like, hey, what are you doing? 
You want you want to go hang out? You know, and and it's okay if they're not available. That's okay. Try again. And try again. And then sure, after a couple, you know, a couple more times if it's they're not responding, don't take it personal. Get over it. Be a big girl or a big boy. Don't don't be weird. Don't be weird. Try somebody else. So how do you meet people? You meet people by talking to people, by going to some of the same places, go to the gym, go to the market, go to the nail salon, you know, you know, and when you strike up a conversation with the lady who's sitting next to you or the gentleman who's wherever, like just ask questions. Oh, we're, be curious, be curious. That is how you make friends. People who are interested in other people are interesting. When you don't ask questions of people, when you meet them, you're boring. You're self-centered. <laughs> That's how people think of you. If you're like, oh, I'm being a great conversationalist because you're answering their questions. You're not being a great conversationalist. They are. They're showing interest in you. Show interest in other people. Ask questions. So uh, now what do you do? That's interesting. How did you get into that? Like, it's surprising to me. People will say, I can't think of what questions to ask. Yes, you can. Just the questions that you think that you wish people would ask of you. Those are the questions you should ask. And and then you're like, well, it was great meeting you. Uh, are you on Instagram? That's how you do it these days. You say, are you on Instagram? Yeah, I want to follow you. And then you just follow them. Then when you follow them, you can, you know, it's just like dating. You follow them and you're like, it was really nice meeting you. We should, here's my number if you're ever, I, I whatever, I, pl- I play pickleball on Tuesdays. I don't play pickleball. I'm just saying. Like you can, there's lots of little things you can connect with, especially if you had a conversation, you kind of figured out what the two of you have in common, but it's incredibly important. And, you know, if you look at some of the studies around longevity and health, community and friendships is a really freaking big one. And I'm going to toot my own horn here for a second. I think I do a good job of maintaining friendships. I've got, I have a lot of friends and they're not transactional friendships. I hate transactional friendships. I hate them. That's what I hate. That's why I will never write another book because, well, actually, if I wrote another, if I write another book, I don't care how it does. But if you write a book and you want it to do well on the New York Times bestseller list, anyone who you follow who's writing a book and they're trying to like do, do really well, look at all their transactional friendships. And then they all have each other on their podcasts and it's just a big mess of people who just keep regurgitating each other and pretending that they are each other's friends. Oh, today on the show is my good friend who's got a book coming out and they're my good friend because I want them to say that I am their good friend when my book comes out. Ugh. It's so weird. It really rubs me the wrong way. You know, and it's part of the thing that like I relate to in this whole Dave and Rachel Hollis thing. Like, I'll just bet they felt pretty used. I know other, I, listen, if you're not listening to the whole series, you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you do know the Hollises, you might not realize that people just took, a, I don't want to say took advantage, but just glommed on to them. And when your star is rising in any of those spaces, people just suddenly are your best friend and they want you to speak on their stage and they want you to be on their podcast, but it's really because they want to be on your podcast because they want to attach themselves to you. Like transactional relationships just make me vomit. And I understand when you're just starting off in business and networking, you like have to do that. Maybe you do, but do you? I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing. 
I made a couple of good friends like when I first got into the space and they're still my good friends and I want no new friends. And I look at some of the people who are influencers or whatever and who they associate with and I'm like, I don't get it. It's just so weird. Transactional relationships are so weird. It's not even weird. It's just kind of gross. It's just not real. It's like, how do you fake it? Like, how do you pretend that you're interested in somebody? And then I just wouldn't, I, I never will. And I never want to be a part of that. And I guess I, I know I've been used in that way. I'm always surprised when it's at, when it happens, I shouldn't be. Cause I'm always like, Oh, they like me because I'm, I'm actually interesting and I'm funny. Oh man, am I funny? And I've got a little bit of sass to me and I've got, I'm interesting. And then it's like, nope, you just had a big podcast. Nope, you just had a big email list. Nope, you just knew someone who they wanted to get to know. And that's kind of a bummer, but whatever. It, it's life. It is what it is. So when Monica was coming into town, back to the girlfriend thing, and when she was coming into town, I was like, oh my God, I had just gotten in hair extensions again. So I haven't worn hair extensions for 10 years since I cut my hair like shoulder length. But I will sometimes wear clips on the sides. Why did I say like clips? sorry. I will sometimes put little clip-ins on the sides, like right where your hair is thin, like kind of at your temples, just to make it a little fuller there. But I was like, you know, I kind of want it like a little bit longer, a little bit fuller would be nice. So my stylist here in Miami, she's like, well, let's put hair extensions in. So I'm like, all right. So anyway, she puts hair extensions in and, and then I flew to New York and like day two, they start literally sliding out of my hair. Now she's got like thick hair and I have Barbie doll. No, not even Barbie doll. I have cotton candy hair. I have the kind of hair that two year old little girl, blonde little girls have. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's just fuzz. That's my hair. I've got a lot of it, but it's super duper fine, super fine. So I just think whatever she used, like these little, I'm not sure what they're called. They're these like little, like metal beads, if you will. And then they squeeze them or they clamp them. And then they sew the hair extensions onto those. But I think my hair is so fine that they just started like sliding down. So like by day three, my hair had grown like three inches because it was like sliding down my hair. And I called her or sent her a text and I'm like, Hey, you know, I land on this day. Can I come and see you? Well, the day before that, I had posted that I wasn't feeling well on Instagram, which is a big mistake. Just never do that. Just never do that. Because then everyone comes out of the woodwork and they tell you what to do and they tell you what you have. And and here's the other reason why you never want to do that. So I said, can I see you as soon as I land? Because I have a friend coming to town. She's like, no, you're sick. And I go, no, I didn't post in real time. That was a couple of days ago. I'm totally fine now. It was just like a cold thing. I'm fine. And she's like, I am not comfortable with that. I'm like, <laughs> but I have hair that's falling out of my head. I'm like, I don't know. Okay. Then I'm gonna have to find somebody else. Like I really like, I'm going to have to go to the swap meet and have somebody do my hair because I understand I'll wear a mask. I swear. I'm not sick. I swear to you. Watch, look, look at me. I'm doing jumping jacks. <laughs> I'm walking and she's like, uh, okay. So, so thankfully she, she finally agrees that I'm, or accepts that I'm not sick. So I land on, Thursday. Was it Thursday? Yeah, I land on Thursday and go straight to her salon. And Monica's coming in like two hours later. So she has like two hours to fix these hair extensions, which is plenty of time. 
So anyways, she fixes the hair extensions and, and listen, I paid a pretty penny. I paid a lot more in Miami than what I paid for them in California. And while it was on in her, in my opinion, it's her fault, right? I mean, they were sliding out of my head, but I still, it still took several hours of her time. She still came in on her day off. I still had to like beg and plead for her to come and see me because she was worried I was sick. So of course I reach into my purse when we're done and I'm like, how much do I owe you? And she's like, what? No. And I'm like, no, well, at least let me tip you. She goes, absolutely not. I refuse. I go, no, listen, Roshi, you have to let me just at least give you a nice tip. She goes, no, you had to come. First of all, you had to go several days with them hanging. And then you had to come back in here and take more time out of your schedule for me to fix them. Absolutely not. I am so grateful that you even came back. Okay. I just have to say that is how you do business. Am I right? Like, why can't more people be like that? I was just like, oh, it just, it restored my faith in others. I'm so annoyed by getting screwed. It's like, literally, I'm trying to get so much better at this. It's something I told Monica. She needs to like create a course on this because she is the queen. She will not get screwed. I'm not kidding. She knows how to get things returned that were marked last, you know, what is it? Not not eligible for returns, like whatever that is, final sale. That's what it's called, final sale. She get things that were final sale three years ago and she can go and return it and get her full money back. This woman knows how to get contractors to follow through. She gets the best bids on everything. She finds the, partly it's because she speaks Spanish and she, but she has these techniques where she goes around and she like talks to her neighbors. Like, so she's going to get her house painted. She goes all around the neighborhood and figures out who else needs to get their house painted. Then she gets them all a deal because they get like five houses on the block. She knows it's great. She has all these different like templates basically because I had this coat that I bought from Revolve that was like 500 bucks and it just was not going to work and it was final sale and I'm like son of a gun she goes no here here's the email you write and sure enough I got my money back okay so answer this wherever you listen whether it's pod squad or patreon does Monica need to create like like wouldn't you just buy a packet from her that just gave you like pdfs of how to find the best contractor, dog groomer, how to get returns, how to get your money back on flights, all that stuff. Like, I swear to God, I'm like this. She goes, people know how to do that. I go, no, they don't. I said, number one, even someone like me, even if I I know how to do it, I kind of don't know what to say. I kind of need something like she kind of pumped me up to send that email to get my money back for my coat. I'm like, I kind of need someone saying like, you go in there and you get your money back. Like, I need that. Like, I need that money back cheerleader. Anyways, some people are just really good at that. I get so embarrassed. Like if my food's wrong, I just, or if something isn't right, I'm just like, oh, well, it's my fault. I'll just suck it up, you know? But I'm trying to be so much better about like, okay, I need the estimate in advance. I need it in writing and you need to stick to it. Like I need to be a stickler about these things because I feel like I'm always rolling over when I shouldn't. The next thing I need someone to come out to this house and do, this new house in, or the house that we're living in in Florida, is like fix a TV situation. For some reason, like I can't, I can't figure out how, we can't figure out how to stream Netflix. It's like, it doesn't stream well. I can't figure out these TVs. And as a result, I am 
disgusted with how far behind I am on my reality TV. It's not even cute. I mean, I have done a bunch of documentaries. You got that episode, didn't you? Did you listen to that one? A lot of good ones, a lot of good documentaries to watch. But there's, I'm like so far behind on my reality TV. And I heard like Love is Blind 2 is great, like, and Beverly Hills Housewives and Miami Housewives. And oh, if anyone knows Marisol, I really want to be friends with Marisol. So please get the word out to Marisol from Miami Housewives. I'd like to be friends with her. I think she's really funny. But yeah, I'm super far behind on my reality TV shows. So I got to get on that. Hey, I hope I was able to keep you company. Hope this was entertaining. Thank you for keeping me company. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.